Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two wonderful ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello, Jocelyn. <laughs> I have Nevermore giggling already, and I'm not quite sure why. It's Butt Fortress, because <laughs> her bell, it should be B. Arthur, who's with him. <laughs> so that was a conversation we were having in the pre-show while we were trying to figure out if the Twitch stream was actually working, we were discussing the new live-action Beauty and the Beast movie that is coming out with Hermione, who is, uh, I'm totally blanking on her name right now. What's her actual Emma name? Watson. Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. <laughs> Thank you. Emma Watson, starring as Belle. And uh, we were discussing whether or not we were on board with that casting choice. So apparently B. Arthur wins in the chat room for <laughs> oh, <laughs> people who goodness. should be playing Belle in the live-action oh, Beauty and man. the Beast. <laughs> That's, That's absolutely an odd choice. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you made Nevermore laugh, which gets a big thumbs up from me because I think we all needed a little bit of laughing and fun in our lives this weekend. And Jules, you just returned from PAX. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience down there and how your talks went? Yeah, so I got back from PAX yesterday. I flew out to Dallas on Friday, um, met up with my fellow uh, panelist and my friend, Dr. Anthony Bean and his wife, uh, Holiday. Um, I stayed with them for the night and then Tony and I drove from, uh, from Dallas to, uh, to San Antonio. So I've kind of gotten like this whirlwind weekend of travel <laughs> through, uh, through the state of Texas, at least part of it. Um, which was awesome. Um, uh, cause I hadn't really seen a lot of the Texas countryside, so it was kind of neat. Um, and, uh, and the buttress who was in our chat room was there with us, got a chance to hang out with him for the weekend. So um, and he is as snarky as in, in person as he is in the chat room. <laughs> I would oh, I expect <laughs> nothing less. I would expect nothing less. So, uh, but you, you had a good time though, actually at PAX doing your, doing your big, uh, I guess not speeches, your big panels. <laughs> panels. Yeah. So uh, we had two panels. We had one on Saturday and one on Sunday. And the one on Saturday was at 5.30 PM. We were really not up against anybody else big. And so we had a standing room only crowd at wow. that point. It was awesome. Like it was so cool to have like this packed room of people. And it was uh, talking about forming online communities and maintaining online communities, why we seek them out. And so I can really use my experience with uh, helping run Convert to Raid and the Triple T communities. And afterwards we had like, we had, they had to send us outside because they had to pull in the next people for the panels, uh, for the next one. And we had like, I had people waiting to talk to me for like an hour after <laughs> the panel. They were just like, it was so cool. And I was talking to all these people who were just really super excited about hearing from somebody who was leading like this big group community and just trying to help them with their, with their issues. Cause that was, you know, and leadership questions and, um, how to merge guilds together questions. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And then our Sunday panel or was about embracing your nerd power. And it was like three o'clock on a Sunday. So last day of the con, people yeah. are starting to head out already. We had about a third full crowd, but they were feisty and fun. <laughs> so we were totally interacting with them and just like, you know, being all goofy and just, you know, joking with them in the crowd. And uh, it was it was a ton of fun. Like it is such a high 
to speak at a panel in front of like, I mean, there must've been about 300 people in that first room. And that was just like, Oh wow. That was so cool. I was going to say, uh, as part of slaying demons, one of the things we've talked about is public speaking and anxiety. So can you speak to that a little bit? Like how do you deal with getting up in front of a group of people that is that big? I mean, even if you're prepped for like half a room or something, like when you get up on that stage and it's standing room only, like, does that give you a moment of like, (gasps) You know, we were sitting there the whole time so we could watch them come in. And so it wasn't like I had this moment where it was just like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) to see it. I saw it happening and it was just like this. It just got more and more exciting as we watched them all file in and saw the line waiting for it outside when we came in, which was just this weird feeling of like, these people are waiting in a line for me. Right. (laughs) Just Jules, no one else. Wow. Right. (laughs) So um, I... I don't know. I, I get a real, um, a real high, high from it, especially when I'm talking and I'm seeing people in the audience reacting and nodding and smiling and, and, you know, clapping mm-hmm. to what I say. I mean, it just fuels me to go. And I could do like Tony was saying, he's like, you could have talked for another four hours. And I'm like, hell yeah, I could. Cause <laughs> it was just like, I don't, the jitters go away within like three seconds of us starting. I just want to go. And so, Um, but in the beginning, like I used to have really bad stage fright for stuff like that because I'm like, well, what if I would say something that's stupid or goofy or, and I just laugh at myself if I do, like I used to say something stupid and I'm like, yeah, that was dumb. Let's not do that again. (laughs) And then they all start to laugh and they're with me. Yeah. So, um, I just, I guess I just have a comfort with doing that and, um, and it really is like I, I was like bouncing off the walls as we were done with that first panel. I was like skipping down the hole. Like, this was so amazing. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Like I just I, I had the high going. It was great. So, yeah, I needed it. I needed to get away from the stresses of the week. It was a really hard week of reading the news and just being brought down emotionally and stressed out. And uh I actually just didn't look at social media for a lot of the time when I was there, which was a little bit hard because I know, and we talked about this last week, you know, you feel like you want to be involved. You want to stay informed. You want to know because you feel badly if you don't. But what I can tell you for certain is that if you miss a couple days, don't worry because it's all there when you come back and you don't miss out on a thing. I've got to say, uh, so I did a, a very similar thing this weekend where I, I went to an event and I made the decision, I guess it was uh, Friday, uh, Saturday morning, I think. I woke up and I rolled over and I checked Twitter like I always do. It's been my routine for the last five years. And I rolled over and I checked Twitter and I was just like, enough. Like, Tonight, I am going to play with the Nintendo Switch. I am super excited about going to that event. I'm going to get to see Ryan, who I haven't seen in about eight months in person. This is going to be super awesome. And so I muted more terms and hashtags than I have ever muted in like, and, and people that I know and love, I muted the crap out of them too because of all their retweeting. And I just like I said, I just want to mute everyone and everything for seven days. And my phone actually gave me a warning because I I muted the word Trump. And it said, there are a high number of your tweets that match this. Are you sure you don't want to see? And I can't remember that, but it was like something like almost half of what the tweets that had loaded on my app, it was telling me it was going to block. And I was like, yes, please just, I just don't want to see it. I just need a break. And it has been, because I'm still getting the news because obviously you can't block every hashtag. You can't know every term ahead of time. So I'm still getting the important pieces of developing news without having it be overwhelming. So I think I might actually extend my mute of certain terms by maybe I'll just say forever because I I found I'm still getting um, the big pieces that I need. I'm still aware of an event going on without it absolutely just flooding my my feed all of the time and without you know the pictures and the retweets and the this guy's an idiot and blah 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 because when you just mute his name <laughs> then you don't get any of that and it's wonderful um i've been trying to make like a mental effort like if i see that stuff in my feed 
and I agree with it because it's important or whatever, instead of retweeting it, like I just like it and I save it and I have it. And like, to me, like I've acknowledged that I saw it, I'm keeping up with it and I'm saving it whatever for later without retweeting it for other people. So I'm trying to not overshare with others, even though I know it's in my feed for me and I'm not going to the extent Joss is to like block it all, which I might eventually, because I still feel completely emotionally drained all the time. But um, that little tiny change, I've been very aware of it. Like I try to not overshare it to everyone else even though I kind of appreciate seeing it because we don't watch the news. So I do want to kind of be on top of stuff that is happening. That is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to not overburden others with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've seen a lot of people do that as well saying like, um, I'm going to stop with all of my political tweeting and it's not because I don't agree with everything that's going on or I do agree with everything that's going on. It's just that, um, other people are saying it better. And I don't want to overwhelm my friends. So, like, we're making an, we're in an echo chamber anyway. I know everyone knows everything that's going on. And if you see a tweet that's been retweeted 17,000 times, then you probably don't need to retweet that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, what I, what I did find is by meeting those hashtags, I was able to kind of see the rest of everything else that was going on and get news from outside of the American political sphere. And then I was also able to kind of uh, make some time and emotional space for myself, which was really, really nice. And today I discovered, and it, it is part of all the news coming out of the States and everything else, but I've discovered this really cool new obsession and it came partly out of when I was going to go play Hearthstone and the servers were down, so I couldn't do that. And I was thinking about all the stuff coming out of the States because of the, all the immigration ban and stuff. And I was kind of thinking about it and I'm like, hmm, I know that like my grandparents, at least three out of the four immigrated here from England and Ireland. So I was like, I kind of wonder about like the rest of my family. So um, I hadn't actually checked out Ancestry.com since I had a project in high school and back then everything hadn't been digitized. So there was very, very little information. So then today I was just like, you know what? I've got like an hour to kill in between shows and stuff. Like I just want to take some time for myself. So I looked at my family on Ancestry.com and my uh, my dad's parents, because my dad is the youngest, um, both of his parents died, uh, one when I was a year old, one when I was three years old. So I didn't really know them. And he has, uh, like, family issues, so we don't really talk to a lot of his side, and and most of his brothers and sisters have passed away now. So I don't have a lot of connection to his side of the family. And his mom, I found more information about her than I... Like, I have found information like birth certificates, death certificates, and uh, marriage certificates going back to before Canada was a freaking country. Like, oh, wow. My grandmother's great grandparents, I'm finding information about. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> to the point, I'm just like, I'm obsessed. I'm like pouring over these like 1800s like census records and stuff and going like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there's his address. There's his occupation. Here's when his son is 10. Oh, here's the next one 10 years later. His son is 20. Yep, I found them. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. And I really just like I, I needed a a break and just kind of a, a little a little something to do because I've also been feeling a lot of stress because um my like looking for freelance work and stuff has just has has not been working out at all. Like I've been trying so hard and I've been turned down at like every step of the way and it's really freaking frustrating and I'm like I am detail oriented. I am driven, like I am a problem solver, like I need to apply these skills and I need to do it now. So like, this was perfect. I was like sifting through all of these different records and being like, okay, yeah, this matches, but this doesn't match and da, da, da. And it was doing something that was then beneficial to me and my family. So I emailed my mom and I was like, look at these like birth certificates and stuff I found. And I found like that, you know, did you know Grandma Moffat had a had a sister? And did you know that her parents did this? And then her grandmother died of tuberculosis. And, <laughs> and my mom was like, so she went and told my dad. And my dad's like freaking out because he didn't know all this stuff. So it's oh, just cool. like I turned this like super cool kind of set myself some personal space 
and, you know, work through some of my issues thing into something that then gave my dad a whole lot of pleasure. So it was just, oh, it was such a good day today. Now <laughs> you're bonding so with family over something you were just doing on your own. Good exactly. <laughs> that is really yeah. awesome. I love this. So it is officially my new obsession. And I find it really kind of funny and cool because uh, Ancestry.com is a primarily U.S.-based company. But um, I signed up for like the international, month-long international package just to see what I could find. And yeah. uh, because it is a paid service and oh my God, it should be because <laughs> they have so much information. It's insane. Um, but uh, yeah, so the US-based package is actually cheaper. And I was really surprised because uh, all three of my grandparents who moved here from England and Ireland, I found almost no information on them. Like they don't show up for anything. And actually, funny enough, I couldn't find anything on like my generation or my dad's generation, but for some reason, further back, they're all over the records. So, um, anyways, uh, my my like I said, my dad's my dad's mom, her records, her family has been in Canada forever and ever and ever, and the Canadian records are like spot on. They are perfect. They're immaculate, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> so, awesome. so like I said, I've like I mean. Going back to, like, census records for Upper Canada, which is what, like, Ontario and stuff was called before it actually became Canada the country in 1867. So it's just, like, got so much cool information from before my country was even a country. And I just – I was – I was just nerding out. Some of the forms are even in French because it was, like, the period of history where, like – Canada was more French than English and the French were winning wars and stuff. So all our stuff was in French. And I'm just like, I'm reading this. I'm like, ah, stop freaking out. This is so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I am obsessed. It's my thing now. <laughs> so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Plus, it was a 100% disconnection from what I have been used to lately where, like, everything I do is online. I'm, you know, like video gaming and Twitter and social media and everything else. It's just so plugged in all the time. And this felt like unplugging and just doing something for myself. So it was, yeah, it was awesome. And I mean, like I said, ancestry.com, which is what I was using is, is a paid service. Um, but if you are in the States, then it's cheaper than if you're not in the States. So, uh, if it's the kind of thing that sounds like it might appeal to you and you want to know more about your family, I had an absolutely awesome time today looking at mine. So I would highly recommend it. Um, but <laughs> the flip side of that is it feeds into our demon of the week this week, which is working from home and all the yes. things that can possibly distract you when you're supposed to be working. Uh, I didn't feel too bad about my distraction today because it was helping me kind of work through some of my work-related stresses and my workday started at nine o'clock this morning and now it's nine o'clock at night and I'm still podcasting. So in the grand scheme of things, it was like a lunch break, but... Oh, um, balancing out your soul kind of where you're just yes. like you need that little bit of okay like here's my time away from everything else that's constantly happening so you spent yeah. time for you I'm so proud I did spend time for me and I I worked through my my need to like figure something out I I have this um I guess personality trait and it it kind of dictates how even how I enjoy TV and movies. It's like if I can figure it out too quickly, I don't enjoy the entertainment because mm -hmm. I like a puzzle. So this was like a very personal yet giant like never-ending puzzle for me to solve today and it just it it scratched that itch that I've needed to actually because that's the, um what my degree is in is basically analytics. So I I like information that then I can put together in a certain way to solve a problem and I felt like that's what I did today and I haven't felt like that since I left my job in GIS which was like literally 5 years ago and so I was yeah. just like when as I'm doing it and as it was happening I was like oh my god this feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had to use my brain like this in so long. This is perfect. <laughs> so yeah. cool. That but, is awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we are we are talking about working from home today because uh, both Jules and I do our jobs from home. And I think um, at least in my case, it's very difficult to separate um, like what is work, what is entertainment, 
what is um, like just space for those two activities. And uh, I don't know 100% about you, Jules, for, for your setup at home, but I know for me, it's so hard to find those boundaries. Yeah, it's yeah. the the only real I guess the only real routine that I set for myself is when I start my day. Um, I will typically make sure that I am in front of the computer and working no later than nine o'clock in the morning. And that's every day, every day, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday. Um, and I think I need that 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 time to kind of say this is I'm switching it on. But most of the time I, I'm in my chair working sometime around 8.30, sometimes at 8.15, sometimes 8 o'clock. Um, but it's that routine. Like I had to kind of ease – well, I used to have to get up and go to a job every day. You know, mm-hmm. like you wake up, you take a shower, you get your breakfast, and you drive to your job. And so for me, it's like wake up, put some clothes on, make some coffee – Maybe take a shower every <laughs> I was just going to honestly ask because Ben's the type of person when he works from home, like he gets up and does his normal routine, gets up, gets showered, get, I, if I worked from home, I would be the type to roll out of bed in my pajamas and just have at it. Like, I, how I would am do it. still wearing my pajama pants. Yes! <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I live in my yoga pants. So there you go. That's acceptable. That's also acceptable. I just wondered. Yes. I mean, I know it's kind of more of a personal question, but I, you know, when he's been doing it for, I don't even know how long he's had work from home days, but I was just like, really? Like you're getting like, I get like showering to wake up or whatever, but it's like, you know, full on puts on shoes and socks. I'm like, really? Like I would be super uncomfortable. Like I want comfortable clothes where it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. (laughs) Just get to what I need to do and be done with it. Well, that's half of the perk of working from home, right? (laughs) So you can still wear your pajama pants all day and you don't have to get dressed up into any kind of a business suit. Um, But uh, it's nice for that respect, but you know, I'll go, I'll go days and think, you know, I haven't actually put on jeans to go outside in how many days? Like when we were at PAX and I'm like every single day I'm getting up and I'm like putting on my outside clothes and I'm like, this is actually <laughs> feeling weird. <laughs> and, outside no, but it's very, very true. And I think that, um, that's probably demon number one when it comes to working from home, because finding time to actually get yourself out of your house becomes something that you literally have to do. You have to schedule, you have to figure it out because otherwise you fall into the trap. Like I am so guilty of this. There's times where, you know, Friday hits and I realize I haven't left the house since like the Thursday before. (laughs) And I'm just kind of like, uh, all right, maybe I should, you know, like go somewhere. Like every once in a while, Matt will say like, okay, I'm going to go out and grab something for dinner. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. See you later. He's like, no, get your clothes on. You're coming with me. Like you haven't left the house in two weeks. (laughs) He's like, you're coming for the ride. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, and it's because I I love that he looks out for your well-being, but I can't be with you. (laughs) It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you are, constantly working from home and you don't have any sort of outside extracurricular activity because even my extracurricular activities I can do from home because I, I, you know, I raid three nights a week. I, you know, like I, I have all of these things that I do that take up my time at home when I'm not actually downstairs, like gaming or podcasting. I have an adorable six month year old boy who lives upstairs who I get to go and play with and cuddle with. And, you know, just general, I get all the happy baby stuff and then he starts crying and then I go here. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I mean, that's like my socializing because we actually live with other people. I get even my social itch scratched just by going upstairs and being like, hey, Leanne and Adam, how's it going? Like, you know, how was your day at work today? Adam, you know, like, what's Grayson's newest thing he can do, Leanne? Like, it's it's really, really easy for me to get my socializing in and in-person face-to-face socializing because we have roommates. So yeah. it's like I don't have this huge, like, pull to get me out of the house so uh, that I think is is probably demon number one is just making sure so. that you get the hell out of your own house. <laughs> yeah, you just you reminded. Could... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead, go get. You can go. No, ahead. I was just when you were talking about going upstairs to see the baby and stuff. It totally reminded me of when I was nannying. Like I was working 
Monday through Friday with or triplets where it's like they were either five through nine the years that I watched them. So it's like I can tell you all about Beyblades and <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, but I felt like I didn't have interaction with adults other than men. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean their parents. But it's like, you know, I was just looking for that outlet of, oh my God, like I need to go spend time with people who are like able to drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I totally forgot that until you said that. I was like, oh my God, that was my life for like forever. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you could just sit there for, for days. I and I feel I, do you have this sense of guilt, Joss, when you realize you're know, like, there's an outside world that I don't ever really think about going to see? <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes I'm like, you know, it's not really that normal for me to sit in my house for an entire weekend and not really care about going outside because I don't have to, you know, but that, then I'll finally get to a place where I'm like, it, it's nice to actually be outside first, you know, especially when the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Um in the winter, it sucks and you don't care. So you're just like, I don't care. I don't, just, I don't want to go outside anyway. It's too cold. That is but, true. I, I was better about it in the summer for sure because, you know, like yeah. we would we would go out for walks. And I mean, well, especially this past summer, Pokemon Go was a thing. So we had a reason to go out for walks. But yeah, especially in Canada in the winter, man, it's so much harder to justify going outside. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it is. I mean, San Antonio it was like 68 to 70 degrees outside every day. And I was just like in heaven walking around outside with the sun and, uh, you know, and not having to wear a heavy coat. It was like I I think that my mood was definitely improved by having warm weather and sunlight as well um, from this weekend. But it definitely is a, a demon um, and one that I that I. I don't know. It's like almost that I feel like it's it's a judgy thing. Maybe it's in my own head. Like, oh, God, you know, you're just such an inter- introvert. You don't even like going outside of your house because I get so used to being here that people will like invite me to go out to lunch or something like that. And I'm like, but I like it here. Yeah, this is my comfort <laughs> zone. Yeah, I understand that completely, too, because yeah. there. Yeah, there are times even like this weekend where we went to Toronto and it was, it was a super great time. Like I said, we, we got to see Ryan and we had a lot of fun. Matt went with me. We got a hotel downtown. It was a whole big like weekend away for us and it was super fun. But at the same time, there was this like little voice in the back of my head that was kind of like, but your bed, but you don't have to put on clothes. Have I told you about inside? Exactly. And thrall cuddles and, 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 and. Cuddles make it so much worse. I know. (laughs) And that's the thing, right? Is if you let it, there are so many little reasons to just kind of relax and stay at home and stay in your comfort zone. And, you know, because we're all creatures of comfort, right? We want to just keep doing what we're doing and we want it to be easy and we want it to be kind of low key. And so to kind of break out of that takes a lot of effort when you don't have someone breathing down your throat saying, you must be here by 9am or you're going to be fired. (laughs) Like if you don't have that kick in the ass to make you get, get up and out of the house. And if you are working from home, then man, it can be really, really tough to, and especially now there's more and more things. And this is what Matt and I are finding is there's more and more things that are, um, just ridiculously convenient or deliverable. Like we can order food to here. We can order groceries to here. Like I can buy whatever I need from the internet. Like (laughs) there are less and less reasons that actually force you out of your home and if you kind of lose that last one which is work then you uh you can very quickly fall into the routine of just never leaving your house so that's that's the first demon i think that you really have to overcome when you're working from home uh the second one i think and i talked about this a little bit right off the top of the topic but um just being able to actually get your work done and avoid procrastinating, which I am so, so bad at procrastinating. And I think Nevermore, you can probably yep. speak to this better than any of us, because even though you don't have your, like your main job isn't working from home, but you have a side job with your Etsy business. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it, I mean, as much as I want to do it, it gets neglected a lot just because By the time I come home, one, I'm exhausted from work, like just what I have to do and 
who I deal with. And I mean, I get home at like, if I come right home, like four 30 in the afternoon, like I'm ready for a freaking nap and I don't <laughs> yeah. normally do it. And then like, I'll fall asleep on the couch or I'll go lay down and Ben will be like, she's not going to get back up before tomorrow. <laughs> like he can tell like that. I'm just going to come home. So once I get home, like I go, okay, well I have to do this, 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 this. And then my crafting stuff just gets pushed to the side, partially because I have so many things to do that I feel guilty attempting it and then I also have to like make a mess by getting it all out and it's just like I feel like I can't spend the time to do it and it's hard for me to like allow myself to sit down to do it so I don't know um a friend of mine Macala or well her real name's Heather but <laughs> whatever <laughs> everyone gamer name yeah her gamer tag is Macala yeah <laughs> uh, um she a few weeks ago was like hey craft day at my house and I was like, that's awesome. Yes. Like an excuse to do it. So I signed up, but I was just in my, like you guys were talking about, like just a mental space of like, you need a break and you need to be at home. And I messaged her and I was like, I'm just not feeling being around people. I don't know. Like it has nothing to do with you. And she's one of those people who understands introverts and the need mm-hmm. for that and taking time for yourself. She understands, which I 100% appreciate that people understand these kind of things. Um, and she deals with her own stuff like that. So I just kind of messaged her and said, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I'm still participating from home. So I like, even though I wasn't going, I set aside those hours throughout the day and I made myself freaking craft stuff. Like (laughs) I had to do it. (sighs) It was, it was a journey to get to it, but I was glad that I did it because it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You made some really neat things that did. So but it was a struggle to actually like get down dirty and do it. But once right? I sat down to do it, I was like, yes, like in the zone. Like I made like. Oh, you've actually ironed them. I, I did because productivity and stuff. I was so worried when you told me that you hadn't actually ironed them. I was like, oh my God, the cat is going to knock them over and her hours that's- and hours of work are going to be spilled all over the floor. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> A huge part of the problem is cats and like with this stuff, like dust and all that kind of crap, you don't want to get into it. Mm -hmm. So I, I made myself after raid, I did it. I had the iron on the whole time we were raiding. And as soon as it was over, I made sure (laughs) to sit down and iron them and stuff. So. Yeah, so she's holding I, up to the camera Perler Bead Crafts. It's a Pikachu she's holding up right now, and it was Link uh, earlier. The Pikachu is freaking amazing, and I want that. <laughs> it's so cute. So cute. So, yeah. <laughs> I decided that I'm going to start trying to mount them on little canvases. Like, they're super thin canvases, mm-hmm. not the normal whatever um, yeah. thicker ones. So I found those in little small packs, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to paint the backgrounds, make them little things, because... At cons, I always get asked, because I make little perler bows and other stuff like that. Um, I always get asked about characters, but I I struggle with how much do I make of each thing? Like, even with my 8-bit hair bows, like, how many do I make of the Hogwarts ones? How many do I make of all the My Little Pony ones? Like, I always struggle with that. Like, the first year, and see, and the reasoning is, one, I just, I'm indecisive. But the first year that I did it, I was like, Cranking out Gryffindor bows. Cranking out Gryffindor bows. No. All the other houses sold out. <laughs> I did not sell any Gryffindors. It's so, because it's nobody like, wants to be Gryffindor because everyone <laughs> thinks that everyone else is going to want to be Gryffindor. So they want to be different and cool. So they hey. want the Gryffindor. <laughs> I'll have you know that I placed in-house Gryffindor and you are insulting my legacy. <laughs> I, I apologize. I know for sure that Nevermore and I reside in house Ravenclaw. So Ben will lie to you and tell you that that is not my correct house because Pottermore put me in the wrong house. (laughs) We will not talk about it, but my house is Ravenclaw. So anyway, (laughs) and then then a Pachamari. Oh, isn't he cute? He's like, yay. I am so proud because these, these, what did I do with a link? Okay. These two were from patterns online. I, the link. I freehanded this. <laughs> I made this myself, and I'm super proud of it. You should be, because it's amazing. Thank you. I was so, like, I was just kind of tinkering with it, and I was like, yay! So 
I was very inspired and in the mood to get stuff done, and it felt good. So I haven't. Hang on to that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I haven't got, it's because I feel like I have so much crap to do around the house because it's a mess a lot of the time. It's like, I need to get past that and just set aside a little bit of time and make sure that I'm balancing that time between getting a little done in the house, getting some crafts done and back and forth, you know, yep. I need to do that whole balancing thing in that aspect because I do, I feel guilty when I can't um, do things here. So well, yeah, I-, I got stuff done. Yeah, I think that that balancing act is really is key to a lot of stuff, because I know that kind of uh, leads into the next point that I wanted to make, which is kind of finding the balance. And and this is where it becomes the hardest for me, because although I I do have problems with procrastination and anyone who's looking for slaying demons on a Thursday and doesn't get it till a Saturday, obviously sees (laughs) that I have procrastination (laughs) issues. But um being able to balance between um, like doing your work and having time for yourself is the hardest thing for me because what I do for work is also my hobby, is also yeah. my thing I do for fun. And I don't have a physical space to separate what I do for work from what I do for a hobby. If I had a, a like an actual office, because um, our living space doesn't have any walls. Like we have walls on our bedroom, but other than that, are like my workspace and computer and like my nail space that I stream from is right here. So I have like an L-shaped desk and half of it is for this kind of podcasting and the other half is for my nail creation stream. Um, And right next to me, I can almost reach over and touch him is my boyfriend, Matt, and his computer, which he games at and works at and everything else. So he's like right next to me, no walls and no dividers. And then our living room is straight in front of me And that's where, you know, our consoles and our TV and everything else is. So our living space is completely open. And so I don't have the luxury of actually visually splitting apart my workspaces. If I could have a kind of computer office where I did all of my recording and then also where I did all of my things like um, accounting and like the nitty gritty little business stuff. If I could totally separate that from my living room and my fun gaming experience, I think I'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because you don't, there's no boundary. There's no physical boundary. So you have to make mental boundaries, which is even harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you see it, it's right there. You can yeah. look at it anytime you pick your head up, when you get out of bed, when you go upstairs, when you, you look at it every time. Yeah. And yeah. so I, yeah, my struggle Mainly is like, so I do my job days, nights, weekends, holidays. Mm -hmm. I do it all the time. I'm on the road. I'm getting messages for people. They need something. Um, You know, I'm going to visit my parents. They're still sending me messages. There's still stuff going on. You know, it's, it's hard to just break away from them. And the other thing that we do, Jocelyn, (laughs) is that we take vacations that revolve around work. Yes. (laughs) Our time away is never time away from this work. It's Which, always it's always business. It's so funny because you and I started the show today talking about our weekends and how amazing they were and they were vacations away and everything else. We both went away for work. We, were, we did. <laughs> I went away to test drive the new Switch and you went away to give like coaching sessions at PAX. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Jules. And we thought that was vacation. <laughs> But but here's the thing too, Joss, is that we both can say this and Nevermore can say this about her crafting. We love the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. That we is very, love very it. true. Yeah, we love it. We obsess over it. It brings us joy. But with the good side comes the bad side. And this happens to me pretty cyclically is that I will reach a breaking point where I'm just tired of it. I just need a break, even if it's just for a day just to get away from it because I reach a breaking point where I just, there's so much coming at me. I can't take it anymore. And then I go, (laughs) (laughs) go take a break for a day. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, cool. I got this. Yeah. That's, this is a very cyclical thing for me. And and I I wish, I wish it didn't happen necessarily because I, I think it, 
it doesn't need to reach a breaking point, but I don't really see another way to do it because I'm doing, you know, I'm always doing stuff. Always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, for me, just having the physical separation would help me quite a lot when it comes to my overall stress level, because I know where I, I am well aware of my problems that I have with procrastinating. I find that even just walking out of my bedroom with my coffee in the morning and going to sit down at my desk, like I, it, it's everything bombards me at once. It's like, you haven't progressed as far as you need to progress in this game. You haven't done all the show notes and you haven't finished posting, you know, gamers in or slaying demons or whatever it is that you have to actually post. You also need to do show notes and write a whole lore segment for four Azeroth. And then I turn to the side and then I see, holy shit, my nail station is disgustingly dirty right now. And there's shit there from when I did my nails at Christmas. And I literally haven't done them since because my station has been so messed up and I just haven't had the time and I haven't taken the time to actually clean that. And so it's just like, I am completely and utterly overwhelmed with all the things that I need to do before I even start doing anything. And then that's when the procrastinating and the, and all of the other demons start to rear their ugly heads because I find it so difficult to find a starting spot, starting point. Yeah. So and I do the same thing. I will get overwhelmed by stuff and be like, Oh, I'll just do it later. Or I'll just deal with it later. Yeah. You know, cause like, and your brain just kind of, and then I'll go zone out on something that is not even relevant to what I should be working on. Yes. Dude, let me just tell you how many times I've been rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I know what happens. I know who wins. And I still watch it over and over again. Yeah, because it I makes just you need, happy. I just need that veg, like, zone out. Like, for a while, my go-to was Top Chef. But now we're caught up and it's like a new season that Ben and I both haven't seen yet. So like we're watching that together on occasion. So I'm like, crap, I don't have like a go-to show. So I went back to Drag Race. <laughs> and then well, even still, I watched The Office over and over and over again. And, and it's like, I could be spending that time like watching new stuff, but I just mentally like can't handle it, I guess. So yeah, I choose the yeah. things that I know. And for me, that kind of procrastinating zone out thing that I go to because I just can't make a decision and I can't start a to-do list because I'm so overwhelmed is I watch Twitch because part of my brain can justify that because I can look at that and say, okay, it is my job to know what's going on in esports. So I can turn on somebody's stream. I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, the decks that they're playing, I'm learning the new strategies, I'm learning, you know, how they deal with their stresses and their, you know, ladder climbs every month and everything else, or I'm learning a totally new game or, you know, whatever the case may be, I can zone out on Twitch for hours and hours and hours. And it's like, I can rationalize it in my procrastinating brain because technically it's still work and it's things I should be doing. And I have to do it right this second, which is why the decision is so easy to make because, yeah. you know, seven hours from now, the person that I'm trying to watch on Twitch isn't going to be live anymore. So to me in, in my procrastinating brain, I can justify it by saying, this won't be live. I can't ask this person questions. I can't interact with this person or potentially, you know, grow my followers or grow my whatever. Twitch is a right now thing. So I can make yeah. that snap decision and say, I have to Twitch right now and everything else can get pushed off to later, quote unquote, even if it's stuff yeah. that should have been done a month ago. You know, it's just, uh, I kind of latch on to that Twitch thing when I should be doing other things. And I can I th see yeah. where that's kind of like the, like I said um, to Ben the other day, like he was doing like where he's scrolling, scrolling. And I know people veg out sometimes, but I'm like, are you stuck in the Twitter hole? Like, do I need to like, <laughs> help you? Cause like, or like, you know, you watch a YouTube video and then you watch the next one. If it's on something you watch in the next one. So I could see where Twitch is the exact same thing and why you would think that it's okay to keep going to watch that stuff because you're going to talk about it all the time. It mm -hmm. makes total sense to me. And I see the trap that you're going <laughs> yes, yeah, to get to. I don't know trap. how to help you out of it. Well, yeah, I think mine is, mine is Twitch on the one screen and scrolling through Twitter on the other mm -hmm. or Facebook or Reddit or Buzzfeed or whatever it is that I'm At reading. It's new stuff. It's not drag race, like season eight. <laughs> 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 So at least you guys are like that next step up from from where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't, um, I, I know exactly what Jocelyn is saying. And sometimes it just kind of numbs your brain out 
to, you know, you, you can, you're kind of picking up on a little bit of it, but you're not really yes. picking up on a whole lot of the, of the drone that's going on for whatever the Twitch stream is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, I do the same exact thing. And mine is, uh, here's the one thing that drives me crazy. Okay. So I'm, I'm one of the GMs of one of the largest world of Warcraft guilds out there. And I feel guilty logging into WoW during the day to play or go and do an LFR or that kind of thing because I feel like I should be doing something else, you know? <laughs> but in technicality, I'm in presence in the guild. They see that I'm on, you know, whatever it is. It's still, I can't get rid of that guilt feeling mm -hmm. of like, oh, I'm just picking herbs and um, watching Twitch what, during like quote unquote work hours. And it's still, I, I can't break that yet. It's still mm -hmm. there. It feels bad. Even though, technically, it's part of the job description. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I do an entire podcast about World of Warcraft. I do an entire podcast about Hearthstone. And if I spend, like, four to six hours of an eight-hour workday, air quotes, like crazy, because there's no such thing as an eight-hour workday when you do what we do. Um, but if I spend a giant chunk of a day playing those games, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm procrastinating. I have so many other things to do. So then it's like, even those things, I then feel like I should do during my personal time. But then I'm like filling my personal time with work and it's this yeah. terrible cycle because then the things I think I should do in my personal time, which maybe are actually work and I'm just getting everything all flipped around backwards. Um, it just, it ends up in this cycle of nothing gets done and I just feel bad and I just feel guilty. So I think, yeah. uh, and this is, this is something that I just kind of thought of today when I was thinking about talking about working from home as, as a demon. Um, I haven't actually done it yet, but I think what I might do is completely and utterly separate since I can't do that physically. I think I'm going to do it electronically and I'm going to completely and utterly separate my computer into a Jocelyn work account and a Jocelyn fun account. So then I have, when I, when I'm going to go to work, I log into my work account and then I just have the programs that I need for work. The, I mean, obviously I'm going to need a web browser. So Twitch is always an option, but you know, the files that I need for work are separate from all of my personal files. You know, yeah. all of my streaming stuff goes under work. All of, you know, just basically my work things are all under one account. And I don't yeah. have to worry about being overwhelmed because I am coming in and logging into my quote unquote work computer. Even though technically, physically, it's the same computer. I'm wondering if idea, just though. having a separate account will help me mentally separate those two tasks. Yeah. I, I, you're doing something to actually, you know, give yourself some space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as we're talking, make, having this discussion is that there could be people out there like, oh, boo hoo hoo. You get to play video games and talk about <laughs> video games and podcasts for yeah. a living. Yeah. Me, and I have to go to work every day. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but here's the thing is that these, these are types of things that apply to everybody who are, are, you know, whether you work from home or not, um, most people have stuff that they do on the outside of their, uh, maybe of their, you know, nine to five job that they're doing on their, in their spare time and trying to find the time for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at it and, and say, you know, I, I, there's a, there, there's a bit of a stigma, I guess, for people who are like, Oh, you know, tell me when you get actually a real job where you work your work, your ass off and, you know, streamers, all they do is, um, is, you know, sit and play video games online this is work. Like it, it is a lot of work and a lot of responsibility that we work for, um, because of the love of it. And I don't think that that's such a bad thing. Um, I just, I wanted to put that out there because I have a feeling that there's going to be a, a lot of people that might just kind of, kind of roll their eyes a little bit and say, Oh, boohoo on yes. you. And, and, and I agree. I mean, there are pros and cons to every single job because when it comes down to it, it is still a job. And I yeah. think that um, some of the stuff that gets lost or misinterpreted about what it is that you and I do for a living, Jules, is that, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, our vacations are usually very work-related. We don't get paid vacation time. We don't get paid sick time. We don't get, you know, any of those. We don't get a consistent, at least I don't get a consistent salary. My salary basically is like if I was a waitress working only for tips, and nobody in the world thought that I actually deserved tips. <laughs> so, yeah. 
you know, like it's, um, it is, it's, it's very stressful. It is not very secure. And these are all the trade-offs for doing the things that include working from home, which some people do very much want to work from home. There's mornings that Matt wakes up and he's like, God damn it. Like, I just want to stay in bed with you. Like, why do I have to get up and go to work and put on pants and be all lame and go to work in an office? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, well, because, honey, you get four weeks of vacation and you have a salary that you can count on every week and, you know, all these other things. And those are the kind of trade-offs. So it all comes down to who you are as a person, what you want to do with your life and how comfortable you are making some of these sacrifices in order to have the things that people see as perks that, you know, like the outward facing part of the job is very much like I play video games for a living and I get to sit around and talk about them and that's awesome. And I get to work from home and that is also awesome. But there's a lot of things in the background that are going on that make the job not so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, full disclosure for me, I have a salary, but my agreement is only for, uh, is guaranteed for one year, which ends in July. Mm-hmm. And so even so, then you're basically your contract, right? You're not full time yeah, forever. I'm, your company I'm contract may or may not that it will be renewed for mm-hmm. in July, but I have to work every day to justify that my position is worth being here. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so there's constant pressure, that I continue to, to keep what I have. And so there's not any break or, or guarantee to know that, you know, that I will still have this position after July. I really hope so. And I'm busting my ass to make sure that I do. Um, so that's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the thing. And so, you know, that's why I work all the time. That's why I work days, nights, weekends, holidays, because I want to make sure that the work gets done and when the work needs to be done, it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I have to say it's been one of the most wonderful experiences that I've ever had working from home. And, but I don't know if I could say that I'm truly used to it yet Mm -hmm. because I run under, I, I, I give myself a lot of guilt for not doing something or, you know, like if I, so let's say like the other day or like last week, before, um, I wasn't feeling well and I just needed to lay down for like a couple hours, wound up sleeping for three hours in the afternoon, which I felt terrible about because technically it was like work hours. So I got up and I worked in the afternoon, the evening and I got stuff done, you know, because I wasn't feeling well. And you probably ended up working longer than you napped. (laughs) If I know you, (laughs) I don't even remember what I did, but I was doing a bunch of stuff and that's the thing that will constantly be in my head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I needed to take care of myself, but at the same time, I didn't want to neglect what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's, ve- this is my mental image for you. Like where the guy goes, the power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ <laughs> compels you. But instead it's don't let the guilt, um, overwhelm you <laughs> from the exorcist <laughs> like throwing things ex- yeah well i have like a spray bottle but i didn't want to like fuck up my computer <laughs> <laughs> she's just doing the exorcist that's all she's trying to exercise you of your guilt so that's what it is cleansing my guilt yeah, yeah. yeah. cleansing yeah. you of your guilt i mean it's because we all said it overwhelmed and that we feel guilty because we're doing something blah blah, blah. like it just it's the same thing like across the board it's just you feel guilty about it. Yeah. 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 So it's just an, it's just an alternate scenario for, you know, some people go to a job that they may not like so much, but they do it for this time to this time. And then they come home and then they have their time mm-hmm. afterwards. And so, you know, it's, it's, there's trade-offs to both of them. I don't think I would ever trade this situation for the world because I've really, really enjoyed it. But it does come with some downsides that I have to that I have to, to wrestle the demons with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been at it for seven, almost seven months now, and it's still like you know I'll go and work out over my quote unquote lunch break, but it's still like there's moments where I'm like, oh gosh, I missed a message from somebody because I was on the treadmill. Ah, you know because, <laughs> and then there's the guilt. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's as as good a spot as any to kind of put a pin in the topic, but uh, we have been alluding to this topic in this demon since I'm pretty sure we started the show. So I thought it would be a good topic to kind of hammer home and cover because I know that uh, it's going to be something that we're going to be able to give some good recaps on in a few weeks. So um, I thought it'd be good to talk about today, Uh, but we are going to take one very quick listener feedback that is actually work-related came to us from TDD Dev on our Discord, which is uh, discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays if you guys want to join in on the conversation. And uh, they say basically they're frustrated at work by a leader lying. Otherwise, they're happy in their job, but feel betrayed and not sure if they should start looking for another job or to stay and ride it out. So this one's kind of a tough one because I've been on both sides when I was actually uh, working in my capacity in Nova Scotia, working in healthcare, I was in management. So I've had, I've been a leader. I've had people reporting to me. I've been in charge of hiring uh, and just basically managing a a section. Um, And that's one of, I I find it interesting because um, as a leader, you can sometimes get into positions where you don't necessarily have a choice. And TDD Dev didn't actually give us any like specific information about this particular situation. So it becomes kind of hard for us to um, really fully comment on. But I will say sometimes, um, especially if you're in middle management, obviously I wasn't the owner of the company that I managed at, then often you're given information that you are essentially forbidden to pass on and everything needs to be, and Jules, are you muted, Jules? (laughs) No, I'm Oh, not. okay. Because <laughs> no, I, I thought I thought you were yes, like, yes, 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 but there was like no sound. So I was like, I don't know if Jules is trying to make a point right now. I should check, but... Uh, no, try not to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, sometimes very much like you are given, um, whether it's like, I don't know, sales information or uh, layoffs or, you know, all kinds of just confidential information. People are going to be hired or fired or new positions created. All these kind of things may come to you before you're allowed to let other people know, whether it's other departments or whether it's, you know, people who are working underneath you. So it can be very difficult to uh, remain truthful completely to your staff and open and honest when you've essentially been forbidden to by somebody higher up on the food chain than you are. So I think it depends on like on the situation, on the quote unquote lie and on what's actually happening. Because uh, I also, from the flip side, had employees come to me because they felt that they had been betrayed by their managers. And sometimes it's something along the lines of, I was told I was going to say, get a new position. And then I came in and I had to process the paperwork for a new hire for someone else in that position. And if it's something like that, in that case... I think that that is a huge, huge breach of trust. And I think in that case, something like that, I would look for another job. I would not want to work in a place where I was given something like that only to have it taken away without any kind of explanation. Because when you're talking about things like that, you're talking about potentially life-changing things. Like if somebody tells me I'm going to get a promotion, like that is a huge piece of news. That's something... I'm going to go home. I'm going to tell, you know, my family or my friends or, you know, I'm going to start making plans around that promotion. And if then suddenly with no explanation, it's given to somebody else or the job no longer exists or whatever, somehow it's taken away from me. That is a a level of betrayal that I think is worth finding another job. If, yeah. on the other hand, it's something like you just weren't informed about certain information in a certain situation and it didn't impact you on that kind of a level, I would say probably write it out because it sounds like you're happy with your actual job. And in some cases, that's more important because if you have someone in a management position who is not an honest person or is kind of generally being sneaky and trying to like move up the corporate ladder and all that kind of stuff. In my experience anyways, those kind of people don't usually last long because they're looking to move up and any company where their workers are otherwise happy probably doesn't take too kindly to those kind of personality traits. And in my experience, 
those people have been moved out of positions way faster than anyone else. They'll either be fired or they'll be, you know, <laughs> quietly shuffled to somewhere that doesn't matter so much to the point that then they end up leaving. Um, but one way or another, if it's the kind of company you want to work for, those kind of people who are dishonest won't last very long there. Yeah. We also come from Jocelyn's experiences in Canada where there's like 1% of the population is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. That is true. Obviously, I have a much smaller sample size. <laughs> but in my defense, the American was saying yes, yes, yes while I was talking. So. No, it's so, so true. It's so true. Because in the – well – in the absence of information, you're mm -hmm. going to come to your own conclusions. So you, you see evidence that there's a possibility that, that your manager is lying or you hear rumors, you, but you don't actually hear from them specifically. It's, I mean, I was a middle manager for a long time and I can't tell you how many times I was given information and strictly forbidden to speak mm -hmm. of it. And then people start hearing rumors and seeing things and you see the people. Well, because you know, some people are going to say something to their yeah. department because yeah. not everyone can keep a secret and yep. some people can't be trusted with confidential information. And then it ends up being the, Oh, I always go out for drinks with, you know, the manager of another department and blah, blah, blah. We're like so close. We're work besties and blah, 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 blah. And then gossip, 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 and then yes. gossip down the train. <laughs> so true. And so if, not knowing this specific situation, I would say that if you have hard and fast evidence to say that this leader has lied, then, um, you know, I would be, I would be in a position to say, you know, is this your direct manager? Is it their direct manager? I'm not sure. I would be going to my manager and saying, I want to, I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to understand this. Because you may not have the full picture. I mean, even if you think you have hard and fast evidence, to, unless, you know, like Josh said, if you were saying, oh, you're a shoe in for the promotion and suddenly someone else is walking away with the promotion mm -hmm. and you, we, you weren't given proper explanation as to why, you know, that's, that's the thing. So, um, trust in the workplace is a really difficult thing because everybody has aspirations and everybody mm -hmm. has their, their things that they want to do. So, um, you have to decide if this is the place that you are, you know, I learned over time, like, so the place I was at a middle management position, I was in, I was unable, I was actually, I was unable to fire anybody because human resources was afraid to be sued for unemployment court. Mm. So we would have people like grossly incompetent who would like swear at customers and things like that. And we would have to write them up and then go through the process. And, uh, then there were, I would have to write three final written warnings on people and then they would still keep their job. Mm. It was, it, you know, it was awful because I, you know, and I was like, I can't, you told me we could do this. You told me we could get this done and we could get rid of this person because this is what, we don't stand for this as a company, but you don't, you're lying, you know, yeah. like you're not telling me the truth. So, um, and after a while I just burnt out and said, I'm done. I can't mm -hmm. do this anymore. So it really does depend on, I think we just need more details to be able to give the best advice here. <laughs> it's like, did yeah. they eat your donut and then tell you they did it? <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> maybe you should case, probably stay <laughs> and just tell them not to eat your donuts. With a lock or something. <laughs> yes. But if yes. it's more serious than that, then listen to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But never more has your donuts covered. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> or your donut advice covered. <laughs> Good job, donut advice. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for sharing your stories on Discord and through our email. Our email address is demons at, or sorry, demonspodcast at gmail.com. So make sure if you have a story that you would like to share in an anonymous fashion that you send it over to our inbox. Otherwise, you can share the story publicly over on our Discord, which again is discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. Uh, Jules, where can folks find you on uh, online? So you can find me at Jules RPG on Twitter. You can find me at my uh, other podcast, which is Torrin Think Tank on Thursdays at 7, uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Torrin Think Tank. Um, we didn't talk about this at the top of the show, so I'm going to quickly add it here. Um, one of the things that I would like to do 
for people of the Demons podcast community is to uh, extend an offer that I have extended to some of our, our Torn Think Tank audience. Um, we've mentioned this before. I'm a personal life coach on the side. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And we are currently in some pretty tumultuous times, pretty stressful, as we've talked about in the beginning of the show, um, how to kind of manage our stress levels and anxiety of all this uncertainty that's going on in the news. And I would like to try to help with that. And so I am offering a free one hour coaching session for anyone who would be interested in having that in the month of February. You don't need to have a specific problem that you're dealing with, even though that's specifically what we could do for coaching if you have it. But if you just need someone to talk to and you need to vent and you need to just kind of get it out there from someone who's objective, I would be happy to do that for you. And all you'd need to do is email me and it's jules at tourenthinktank.com. That's T-A-U-R-E-N thinktank.com. Uh, no obligation. There's no strings attached. I'm not going to sell you anything. It's just my way of helping to give back and it helps me too. So because I really feel better when I help people. So that is my offer. It's only good for the month of February right now just because I don't want to just overload my schedule. Mm -hmm. But because I work from home, I can do days or nights or weekends or whatever works for you. So just let me know if you'd like to take me up on it. I I just love jewels. Like <laughs> I think that's like the greatest thing like she could do. So I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you. I 100% agree. I think Jules gives remarkably good advice. She tells me when I'm being an idiot and she tells me when I'm right. So <laughs> I really like that I can get both sides of that. And she's not just always constantly telling me I'm amazing. Sometimes when I'm being an idiot, she'll call me on that too. So <laughs> very, very, very good advice Thank coming you. out of our favorite Jules. So I encourage everyone to take her up on the offer in the month of February. Again, that is Jules. That's J-U-L-E-S at TornThinkTank.com. Hit her up. Nevermore, where can folks find you? I'm on Twitter at Quoted Nevermore. And eventually, soon. <laughs> TM. <laughs> soon, I will have goodies listed in my Etsy shop, including the new stuff. So, yes, soon. Yay. Uh, I need, I'm going to be ordering a light box so that I can take my pictures. Cause that's a problem I've had is like when I finally sit down to do new photos, like I can't because it's dark or whatever. So yeah. I'm going to get a little tiny light box where I can take product photos and get stuff listed there. So that's geekasylum.etsy.com. Awesome. And you guys can find me. I'm at Joss plays J O C E plays on Twitter and Twitch. And you can also head over to jossplays.com to find all kinds of fantastic links to other things that I do, including episodes of, slaying demons uh you can also follow the show on twitter we are at demons podcast and i would encourage everyone to engage with us over there because i do watch the uh the twitter is this a channel <laughs> i watch the twitter account all day so uh actually tweeting at demons podcast is one of the easiest ways to get directly to me so uh make sure you guys are following us over there again at demons podcast thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week bye guys bye, guys. bye.